In this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. David K. Bernard discusses his new book, Anchor Points, and explains the importance of apostolic apologetics. Keep listening to hear this important conversation. Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first-century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. Thank you for joining us for this episode. You recently published a new book called Anchor Points, Essays in Apostolic Apologetics, and that is available at pentecostalpublishing.com, by the way, for all the folks who'd like to check that out. And I do have a copy here, so at least all the folks who are watching this on YouTube can get a picture of what this book looks like. And I want to say I actually have picked it up and started reading it. So it's a great book so far. You've written books on quite a few subjects. You've most notably doctrine. You've covered the oneness of God, the new birth, and many uh, topics like that. Why this book though? Why at this time? Why did you decide to write on the the, uh, topic of apologetics? This book takes a different approach uh, than the, the others because I'm writing, first of all, for an audience that uh, may not believe the Bible, uh, may not believe in God, and I'm trying to give a reasonable explanation why it would it, it may not completely convince them, but at least explain that our worldview is quite reasonable, has a lot to support it. And then second of all, more realistically, I'm writing to our own people, but helping them describe the faith in terms that an unbeliever or uh, someone who's questioning could understand. In fact, it's based on 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, which says that we should be able to give an answer, or the New King James says a defense. Uh, the Greek word is actually from the, uh, the word we get apologetics. And so when I say apologetics, you might think that means apologizing, but no, from the Greek, what it means is defending or answering. And so 1 Peter 3.15 says every one of us should be able to give an answer or a defense uh, for a reason of the hope that we have. So all of us should be equipped to explain to unbelievers or secular people why we believe what we believe and why that is a good thing, why that gives us hope. And so that's why I wrote the book is is to address the unbeliever directly of why they ought to consider the claims of Christianity and specifically the apostolic faith and to our own apostolic believers, how can you talk to your secular friend, a coworker, or a stu- fellow student and answer objections? And of course, along with that, especially young people, young adults, teenagers, college students, they're going to be bombarded with questions from the world in favor of atheism or agnosticism uh, or uh, relativism, uh, postmodern thinking. And so I want to be able to give them good, solid answers. Obviously, at the end of the day, you must have faith. Nothing can replace faith. But I, I believe it's, it doesn't have to be a blind faith. It can be a reasonable faith. And so what I do in the book, the first part of the book discusses seven anchor points. And from there, I use Hebrews 6, that we need an anchor of the soul. And I, I, I describe seven essential beliefs 
and experiences that match those beliefs that will be anchors for us, that will establish our faith. So that we do have questions or doubts or when people ask us things that we don't have answers for, we can go back to these core doctrines and core experiences and say, well, I know I may not know everything, but what I do know is secure because of these essentials. And so I write the first those first seven chapters uh, to, to try to explain what we believe as far as belief in God why we believe the Bible is the word of God, why we believe Jesus is the revelation of God, the new birth, the life of holiness, life in the spirit, the life to come, eternal life, why it's reasonable to believe those things. And certainly I base it on the Bible, but I also bring in some points of science or sociology or or psychology that match or reinforce what the Bible has already taught us. The second half of the book goes more into detail of uh key questions that cause people not to believe in Christianity or to walk away from Christianity. And I I start with the foundation of how do we know what we know? How can we know what's true? Is it just our own opinion or is there some objective basis that we can distinguish between right and wrong? Even if we're not completely convinced there is a God or the Bible is true, is there some guidance? So I try to start there. And then once People are willing to believe the Bible. I discuss principles for interpreting the Bible. And then we talk about uh, why we should believe in God and what are some of the problems of atheism. So uh, atheists like to talk to us about, well, why is there suffering? Why, why this? Why that? What about evolution? Well, I turn it back on them to say, well, if you're an atheist, you have no uh, explanation for suffering. If you haven't, if you're an atheist, you you have no um, explanation uh, for why we think morally, good and evil, good and bad. Uh, w- without God, there's no justice. And if we as Christians have to, we have to explain why is there suffering. And so I have a chapter on that. But the atheist has to explain why is there joy. Why, sh- if we're all just random evolved animals. Why should there be a sense of beauty or a sense of truth or a sense of joy? And I, I do talk about uh, creation versus evolution. Um, and in, in those topics, I'm not just trying to completely give 100% this is the way it has to be. I'm trying to show that whatever secularist or atheist or agnostics, uh, whatever their questions are, they can be answered. Um, whatever their objections to the Bible, we have good explanations. And so I, I also talk about, uh, human sexuality and some of the issues of transgenderism, homosexuality, because today the biggest reason why young adults walk away from any form of religion is because they buy into the culture of sexual promiscuity and they don't think it's compatible. So I show, of course, I give a scriptural basis, but my main point is to show that if you, all the studies in, as I already mentioned, sociology, psychology, biology actually support the biblical uh, position. It, it's reasonable. It's best. Humans are best suited uh, for the guidance that the Bible gives us. And then perhaps one of the unique features of this book, after every chapter, I give a list of resources for further study, books, and I've read every single one of them. Uh, most of them are not apostolic, so I wouldn't necessarily agree with everything in them. But for the purposes that uh, that we have, uh, you know, the points that I'm trying to make, I'm I'm pointing towards um, 
secular resources or other Christian resources, in some cases very scholarly resources that will support the various points that I give. So I give a brief overview or a relatively brief answer, but if someone wants a whole book delving into uh, you know, a, a particular point, then I usually give them three or four choices. And so if someone is particularly wanting to drill down in any one of these topics, like why do we believe in the Bible? Why do we believe there is a God? What are the problems of atheism? Uh, biblical morality, how does it fit with human nature? Uh, creation, evolution, uh, so forth. And, and, you know, then, then I give them plenty of resources that will help them. And that was one of the, I noticed that as I was reading through the book, and I plan on picking up a few of those titles in the future. I noticed also in the introduction that you dedicated the book to Urshan College, Urshan Graduate School of Theology. Is that the audience that you had in mind, maybe younger students? Well, of course, it's it's for anyone that, that has these questions or is wanting to uh, answer these questions to their secular friends and family. But I particularly focused on college students because... And of course, I was the founding president of Urshan Graduate School of Theology and of Urshan College. So I combined total of 18 years as president. And I would say uh, almost all these questions uh, came from students. So not exclusively from students, but I begin to realize our, our young adults, our teenagers and our young adults are, are at the cutting edge of all these questions from their peers from their high schools and colleges. And so um, I really hope it's good for every, all teenagers and all young adults. And we have a number of Bible colleges which are doing a great job. And so I certainly value all of our UPCI-endorsed Bible colleges. So in, in fact, I even thought about maybe I should just say to all. But I wanted to uh, recognize Urshan College and Urshan Graduate School of Theology because they are our only UPCI-owned and operated schools. And uh, UGST, even today, is the only uh, graduate school or seminary that we have. And because these I, I, I realize the need for this book because I've guest lectured over the years in various classes and even today, uh, even this very day, I taught over at Urson College. So I wanted to give credit because it's these students in this institution that made me realize foremost the need for this book. I think we've gotten a lot of feedback from that demographic, though, even about this podcast, just how much they appreciate it. They're looking for answers to questions. So those are certainly many of those are provided in your new book, Anchor Points. But also we try to provide those here on this podcast. So I definitely think it's it's one that, every, like you said, everyone should pick up. But I think it's going to be especially valuable to uh, students. And, you know, the younger demographic especially likes the podcast. Uh, and so a lot of the questions we are answering in brief form, but I can only give 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I can maybe refer to a couple of sources, but always you see the comments, both pro and con. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, I do have an answer for that, but in 10 minutes, I can't give you all the answers to uh, all your questions on the subject. But in the book, I do give a more thorough answer on each point, and I give resources that are pretty exhaustive. If you want to read the five books that I recommend or the 10 books that I recommend, I'm, I'm, you'll definitely get your answer. Well, we'd encourage folks to get started by going to PentecostalPublishing.com, picking up a copy of Anchor Points, and I don't think they'll be disappointed. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. 
If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share apostolic life in the 21st century with a friend or family member. And make plans to join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.